Welcome to the Dance Party 247 podcast. Don't Why wink at me, man. That's, that's just weird. Who winked at you? T winked at me. He's done it again. Your eyebrows are in time, then. Welcome to the Dance Party 247 podcast. Tonight we have DJ Envy with DJ T and myself, Sam Saint. Don't forget to like, subscribe and hit the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube and Spotify. I, I will start because you've got amateurs in the room. Not you, Sam. The other one. Um, Thank you. Uh, we're going to have a brief chat um, to start with about DJ agencies um, and how a lot of venues now are using agencies rather than paying DJs directly. Um, me personally, I, I'm not a big fan of agencies. I never have been from work I've done in the past and bits and pieces like that. Yeah. I, I don't like agencies. Um, I think a bit of a liberty taker really, isn't it? In, in my opinion. I mean, I'm there with you. I agree. I think it'd be a lot easier from our point of view. Um, if it was just between the venue, bar, club, whatever, and ourselves. But I also do get it from the other the other point of view, from the bar's point of view, in respect of it's probably a lot easier for them to keep track of. Obviously, like everything, everything's moving online. You know, they'll be able to keep records. You're not relying on someone writing it down or, or all that, that kind of manual stuff, if you like. So I get it from both sides, but yeah, ultimately I'm with you. I don't like it. I, I think the only reason that these DJ agencies uh, get away with what they do, because um, they do get away with a lot, you know, I don't think they treat the DJs very fairly. Not all of them. I'm not going to say that, but there are agencies out there that, that don't treat the DJs fairly. Um, and I, I think it's easier for the venue because if, say, you're booked in, Sam, and the, the venue are paying you and you don't turn up, that's it. Where if they're, if they're with an agent, they can get straight on the phone and go, DJ ain't turned up, they can send someone else. Yeah, That is uh, the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think that's a big uh, plus for venues using the agencies is that there is that, well, 99.9% guaranteed to get someone else there because there's so many of us looking for the work. Um, uh, but I, I think on, on the whole, I would say that agencies are more in favour of bars than they are DJs. And like I say, like you say, you've literally just said that. Why have I repeated that? Why on earth did I say that? T, you have a go because I've just said exactly what he said. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you the reason why I don't like a, a, another reason. And there's many. Not the same as mine, no. No, no, it's a different reason. That's right. It's because <laughs> because because a lot of the a lot of the DJs that the agency supply ain't up to much because they're not. Okay, so we'll let's let's go a bit deeper into that because obviously we've been out and about a lot lately, um, doing bits and pieces on uh, for research for venues and stuff like that, and we went to some parts of England, um, not just not just one there's been a couple of places where I, we've all gone together or me and Sam have gone um, and the agency supplied DJs are I don't know how to put it with 
without sounding too giving them too much credit. It's like having for me. They're not, it's, they're not it's like having vetted. a Ferrari and then a Robin Reliant turns up. Well, to, they're not. They're not fully vetted. They're probably. This is how. This is how you typically would join an agency. You fill an online application. You pay a twenty pound fee or or whatever. Some there's no fees. You get a percentage, obviously, put on top of your fee. It's negotiated. So there's different ways which they can do it. But there's nothing stopping you going on there, supplying a mix. The best mix that you've done that's probably taken you 20 times or you've re-edited or you've edited a little bit because you've done a bit of DJ production. It sounds absolutely bob on. You've got to be R&B in there, your hip-hop, whatever. Then what happens is that the bar sees your profile, they like you, or the agency refers you across because obviously you're a guy in the area and it's convenient. And they go, yep, yeah, I'll have him, I'll have her. And to be fair, I would say DJs that are female are probably better than male although there's more males out there than females. And they end up giving the gig, and then they end up going, <clears throat> well, I can't play to that standard because that was just rehearsed. It's not live. Well, they do everything live. People make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But a good quality DJ will be able to fundamentally put a good night together musically, as well as obviously the skills in between the tracks. And not every track needs to be mixed. We understand that depending obviously where you are and the event you're doing, but you are a good standard in relation to obviously what you've portrayed. I mean, it's like nobody puts obviously the bad stuff on Instagram, do they? Well, everyone's life is brilliant uh, on Instagram. I mean, you know, and Facebook. You know, like, like you've just said, you know, people can portray themselves to be of standard, something a demo or whatever. You know, we've had it on dance party before. Um, yes, we have. And that this is where, I think using an agency to get your DJ bookings for your venue goes against you is that you're going to have to pay that DJ. If, if they turn up and they do the gig, they could be absolutely rubbish, but you will still pay them the fee that you agreed. Whereas you go away from the agency, like in the good old days where you say, yeah, look, come in, try a couple of shows for, you know, three, one or two shows. You won't pay you. You'll get the experience. You'll get a vibe. You can work together you had that benefit to not using the agency, but for... I mean, I mean, I mean, sometimes, like, like you said, Sam, sometimes you can, you can gauge the venue wrong. You can go in there with a certain attitude. And we know that it happened at the, one of the places where, where you, obviously you've had experience that the DJ was given a brief to play house music and it's not a house music venue and it was underground stuff. Mm. That DJ didn't adapt. However, that wasn't their brief. Their brief was to do something. It didn't yeah. work. And therefore, yeah, the, the, I mean, the DJ looks looks really bad when this is well, I could have adapt, maybe they should have done. None no, but the, the, the problem there, you but... got there, that particular DJ, I won't go into too much detail, was asked to play house. They'd obviously looked at that profile, seeing that's what this particular DJ does. Why would that DJ then bring something, a style of music that he or she would not normally play? You wouldn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, because you're I'll, being booked because okay. you've been booked for what you're known for. Okay, so why well, would you then bring what you're not? You, you it, just wouldn't do it. Yeah, you know, we we had this discussion at the time, didn't we? Um, and I think I think that was your Nante's point. And while I agreed with that, I also said, you know, there's a certain amount of responsibility on a DJ. And again, it kind of relates into you're not necessarily getting what you've asked for as a venue booking a DJ through an agency. Is that if, if I'm a house DJ, 
and I'm going to a bar that's free entry, chances are I'm going to be expecting to play multi-genre, bit of dance, bit of chart, bit of house, bit of this, bit of Commercial that. is the way to Very it. commercial, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than, you know, the, the you know, kind of less mainstream, more underground house. I, I just wouldn't, that's putting two together, two and two together and getting five, in my opinion, to walk into a bar that doesn't charge entry. To expect them to want to play underground house and for it to work, you're just, you're dreaming, man. All right, so look at it like this, okay? The DJ in question was local, I believe. So she's known, or he's known, for playing this, the style of music that they play. Now, if, say for instance, let's put this different way. Say someone booked me, all I play is Tech House. Yeah, that's all (laughs) I play, right? Yeah. And I've been booked for a night. What am I going to turn up and play? Tech house. Tech house. Because that's all I do. So, in fairness to this DJ, she wasn't briefed properly. And that is down to the agency. I'll, I'll flip that around. In 2022, if all you play is one particular genre... It's an yeah. example. Te- no, but no, but it's an example. I, what I'm saying is, it, it, she plays a certain style of house. That's what she was booked for, that, and, and that's what she's booked for. Irrespective, she could do drum and bass, commercial, yeah. or whatever. She wasn't booked for that. However, Sam has got Sam has got a valid point. Is that she should have had a a, a backup plan because um, even within a, any genre genre you would play, there's going to be a side that's you know darker, or heavier, or lighter, and yeah, even within any music, if it's all baseline, there'll be a lighter baseline music and a heavier baseline music that's like so distorted that you can't hear what's going on. They call, they call that, um, is it trap or something no, like trap. that in it? No, what I'm is not, it? It's not, not trap. No Go on. Anyway, anyway, so an experienced DJ who is who does have other strings to the bow, but, but not is not necessarily known for that, but can play that, then she should have said, Okay, I have this as a backup, and they could completely change, completely right. change tack. Because um, it's just, just the DJ, no good at all. Because it wasn't doesn't enhance their reputation, and also you don't feel good as a DJ because you know you've done a bad job. You well, no, but I mean, she, she, I, I, she or he I, I, probably didn't do a bad job. They probably done a good job at what they done. Yeah, but under the circumstances, you just know you've got, whole, you've got a whole feeling because this is a mismatch today. Or let's take it back to the fundamental: is that. Should that person have even taken the, the job in the first place and gone, are you okay? Yeah, so sure. we, can, I, I, we can flip I, that around. So, so this DJ, sorry, Sam, this DJ that's been booked would have been told by her agency that you're booked for this style of music. Yeah. So, and I'm sure the DJ in question would have gone, what, what I normally play, what I'm known for. They would, they would have asked these questions, surely. Yeah. I hope so. Right. Yeah. So, and the agency would have gone yes or no. The agency has obviously gone yes. You're booked for there. This is what you're playing. <coughs> off, off this DJ right. goes, and then that boils down to lack of communication between the bar and the agency. Right. Right. Okay. Fine. And as I said at the time, I 150 percent understand that. But I was told this DJ had a bit of a following. Yeah, I'm not talking millions of followers, but what I'm saying is an an established local reputation, you know, maybe even regional reputation, right? You don't just get that 
overnight and you don't just get that by doing the gigs that you you do that you don't want to play the type of music you're being asked to play and you don't enjoy playing it but you do it because you get the cash you build up your gear whatever she would have gone through that right and she would have played uh, hundreds of places similar to the one in question to get to the point she was at right she's not any dj has to do that unless you get that really really lucky break where you, I don't know, maybe you're a producer and one of your songs is a massive hit and you learn how to DJ and you start going to festivals and all that kind of stuff instantly. Unless you have that, you're lucky enough to have that, you will do gigs in these types of bars. So how therefore, you, she should have known. craft, isn't it? It's it's, exactly. <laughs> it's how you earn your craft and you build a reputation for yourself, right? So she, they would have known that what they were going to do was not necessary. Well, no, they... There was a chance. It probably wasn't going to yeah. work. Yeah. And it's not so much about the fact that she they played it and it didn't work. It's about the fact that they played it, it didn't work, they didn't do anything else. That's where my issue lies with it. Yeah. That's yeah, what that's, the DJ is at fault. Uh, but it's right, okay. If you, if you were booked, similar circumstances, and you were that DJ, I don't know what I would do. I would have a second thumb drive or additional playlist on the thumb drive yeah. just in case you had to, to, to go... Yeah. But, that, but we're talking, even if I went for an agency, I would always, if I was told to play house, I'd take everything from it's um, what, it's what, what the harder do? side of house all the way back to your commercial dance house. But what, if you're, if you're you okay. take it, you take everything. Sometimes you, have to, sometimes you have to take a situation into your own hands. Just say, right, okay, now I've done this, this is not working, and I'm going to have to stick with it because I've got no other choice. Or do you give yourself a choice and turn the night around and then you you working on the bar saying, you know what, the second half was better than the first, but it didn't play exactly what we told you to play in the first half, which didn't work. Thank you for yeah. changing it around. Great. Or they're trying to say, well, it's not, they're not likely to say, the second half of the evening was so much better than the first, but we're not going to pay you because you didn't do the first shitty bit in the first half all the way through. Yeah, but they've got to pay, pay them because they're agency. I, I know. What I'm saying is, is that you'll be thanked more and even though that does your reputation no good in terms of a commercial DJ or a house DJ or whatever it is, is that you're there to entertain. It's not as it's not it's not as if you turn around and say, We're gonna play loads of party stuff and everything like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like you're doing that, but you an experienced DJ does not go in, in 2022, if you're back on vinyl back in the day, you take what you've got and that's all you give, because that's all you've got. You have no choice. There is no Yeah, choice. but you wouldn't take you wouldn't take a gig back in the day if you weren't able to because right so i i done plenty of gigs as you know too back in the day i was booked as a garage dj end of right and I, that. I, I, you say you say that and i get that and this is where i think part of the problem lies as to why <laughs> the news experience this issue with djs they get for an agency where it don't quite hit them don't quite cut the mustard so there's an agency that I won't name that regularly advertise on their socials the gigs they've got for that week, right? Or a couple of weeks in advance. And on there will be location, time, date, et cetera, et cetera. What is required, some of that's just decks, uh, laptop controller, full rig, whatever. And on there, they will specify the types of music, the genres of music that need to be played, right? Now, I've never once sat there and applied for any of their gigs, right? Not one. See them, seen thousands of them. Never applied for one. 
But I sit there every single time I see one and think, out of thousands of people in the UK that will apply for that one gig, right? How many of them actually play that genre? Yeah. Probably a fair, a massive percentage of them would never normally play that genre. But certainly since coming out of COVID, uh, lockdown, people have been strapped for cash. They've not been able to go out and earn money for the past two and a half years. So now it's not necessarily even about the genre of music that's being played. It's about the money that's on offer. And people will take whatever they can get. And this is the, you know, it ties into what we said about that DJ in question. She, you know, they should have had a backup plan. They should have played something else. Yeah, I mean, well, they should have. They, they, they could. I'm sure they could have compromised somewhere <clears throat> down the line that would have been a little bit more friendly to the bar and not too far away from obviously what they have a yeah. reputation for. Yeah. Would, everyone, everyone can. I mean, if you play the techno, you can play techno. That would go down on the bar, but it's quite light techno. You know what I mean? It's not your banging hard stuff that you would get obviously with lights off and just a bit of laser going or or or. or what do you call it? A flash? What do you call it? A strobe? Strobe. That's a fellow, isn't it? Yeah. Flashy, flashy thing. Yeah. Um. Obviously, sort of, there are compromises, and in 2022, there's no excuse to take a thumb drive or a second thumb drive with thousands and thousands of tracks on there that you can play. You probably don't want to play, and also, to be fair, if you if you if you like Sam says, if you if you don't play deep house, learn to play deep house. Or play enough deep house, you can get get away with with playing deep house as well as the commercial side if that's what the job requires. Um, I mean, you know, you have literally hit the nail on the head there. And the example I will use to back that up is when I started dance party, I'd done a lot of a lot of kind of dance stuff. It wasn't really that much tech. I moved over to tech, right? And then we started gigging out after lockdown ended, and I become what's known as a garage DJ. So I'm now a garage DJ, obviously, and you, you know, you know about me, the garage DJ. Right? So I, I wasn't born with the talent to play garage music. I wasn't. I, I was born with the talent to play chart and dance and all that kind of stuff, right? But I taught myself how to play tech house, and I regularly smash tech house on on my set. We started gigging out, and I regularly smash garage on a on a on a, on a gig out. You know what I mean? So I I adapted in this world. And I learned to do the trade that was being demanded of yeah, me the, over the here. Th- the thing is now, on a, on a serious note, you have in other gigs, uh, put in a little bit of garage, and it's not working. You're so wound up. I love it. <laughs> you, 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 have put, you have put a little you have put a little garage in, and some nights it don't work. But the other night, when you played garage the last time, it worked very well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's weird, man. Proper so, weird. So... Okay, not everyone should be open format. And obviously, if you're playing a gig, like if, if we're, put, we're putting on a, on a night, it would be a certain certain genre. If you're playing in a in a bar, a bar is completely different than it is in a club. A club, the, the music yeah. policy is kind of more set. You know what you're going to get. You either like it or you don't. The DJ is not going to respond. And it'll change the tracks within genre, but it will not necessarily go from, from house to drum and bass or to, to chart or whatever, you're not going to get that. But if you go to a bar and if you've got a load of drum and bass DJs in there, punters in there, because you've got a load of drum and bass uh, gigs down the road or something going off that same night, guess what you're going to be doing? We had that. We had a, a we had a R&B night. We had no R&B because we, we didn't take any R&B, so we did Garage. Garage went down really, really well. People didn't go to the gig because the urban yeah. side of Garage 
was enough to tick tick the box. I mean, you know, I've always kind of thought that there's there's two ways in which you can guarantee you will turn up that night and you will be able to play what you want, what you what you play, and it will go down well. And that's either you go to a club where that type of music is, is nine times out of ten played, or you do a gig in your name and people pay to see you rather than listen to what you play. Yeah. You always, always, so they're paying fun. for the name rather than the music. Yeah, it easiest thing to put your own gigs on, isn't it? <laughs> not the easiest yeah. thing overall, but music. No, no, let's yeah. be honest. Put, putting gigs on is it's, it's mentally draining, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, not I physical. It's mentally draining the, I mean, the months of planning. As, as, as an as an organisation, the agency just needs to marry the problem of DJ to bar, DJ to club, and okay, if, if they've done a reasonable enough match most of the time. They get the money. Everyone's paid. Everyone's had a good time. Hopefully, you know the bars made money, the DJs made money, the agency definitely made money, irrespective of either of the other two. So <laughs> they, they're not they're not as caring. They they just want if they've got a hundred people out there, they want a thousand people out there on their books. That's what they want. And there will be people that will be absolutely spot on and do an excellent job every day of the week. And there'll be other DJs who are just there to make the numbers up to fill a position. That's the reality of it, whether you get paid good, bad, or indifferent. Um, all I'd say is that if you can get a job direct with a bar, you're going to take more of that income. It's your income. There's no cut for somebody else. You're directly responsible. You will be and able it, to negotiate the It's not just that, Jay. You will get treated better by the bar because you yeah. will feel more valid, more but, more appreciated. Mr. Saint has a question. Go on, Mr. Saint. Um, so... Obviously, we mentioned the fact that there's probably a lot of people applying for one gig, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you two have your own independent agencies, right? Doing exactly the same thing as what the others are doing. What do you think is the fairest way to decide who gets that gig? Is there any sort of criteria you're going on? Are you going on experience? Are you going on who's completed the most work recently or what? So, if, okay, is this, is this assuming that you they're both new people and you don't know who they are because obviously if you know who they were and you've got a working relationship Okay, so let's say, um, I'll give you two scenarios. One, they're both 60-year-old DJs, perfect for that venue, loads of experience, loads of work, blah, blah, blah. And then you've got the other scenario, the other side of the coin, two complete beginners. How do you, what are you looking for? Well, if, if there's no much between the two 60-year-olds, I'll just divvy it up. You get one gig next one, you get the next one. That's the way I would, I would do it, to be fair. I mean, for me, if I run an agency, I would have like a point scoring system. So after every gig, the owner, the bar, the manager, whatever the case is, will go online. So at the point of, um, um, I would have, so before you go on and book your next DJ for your next gig, it would be mandatory. It would come up and you'd have to rate the DJ you had before at, at one to five stars, so, so to say. So, for instance, if both in DJs you were speaking about, Sam, mm -hmm. um, you know, both had five stars, like he said, you would go, well, DJ A has, done, has worked the last two weeks in a row. DJ B, he's only worked one of them two weeks. So you would give it so to DJ B. My, my first concern with that system would be, let's say T does his agency that way. You're a venue owner and I'm a DJ. Well, I'm your best mate. So 
you're going to give me that gig. I'm going to get that gig and you're going to rate me five out of five, even if I am absolutely shocking. <laughs> no, right? but you're not, though, are you? We're not talking about mates and stuff like that. Like, no, we're talking no, that, just that, in general. That, that's what that, could that, happen, though. That, that's what could, could happen. That could happen. Oh, yeah, the, 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 that could happen. But always, what would happen? Always, hang on, T, hang on, hang on. There's that, always, that, that would happen. There's always... But Always. What else would happen if you went and DJ somewhere else? You're not going to get the five stars. No, but then what's to stop me once you give me that five star rating? Yeah, getting that same gig at your place again. Nothing. But if you went and played somewhere else, your rating would would go from five to four. To it would go down very quickly when you started playing other places. If you're no good, look, no system on this planet is perfect. All you can do is have some sort of system like I've explained in place where you could rate the DJ and you would have to do that before you yeah. booked your next DJ. Okay, I, so, I, I do think it's a, I, do I think, think that would be, feature. that would yeah. be the, the fairest, the fairest way to do it. So if I rock up to your venue, Sam, um, mid summer, <laughs> you wouldn't, right? you wouldn't get in mate. Trust me. You would Shut not up. get in. Right. You've booked me. I've rocked up. I'm in tatty clothes. Um, you know, I've got a controller under my arm. In I go, absolutely smash the night. You're not going to remember about the night because I've turned up in tatty clothes. So that, that, that tatty clothes will stick in your head. Yeah, of course they will. Yeah. Um, every, and everybody I, has a, everyone has a bias. Everyone's biased. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, in order to get to, for that system to work, the DJs have got to put the effort in. They've got to be good. They've got to be presentable for that system to work. Okay, if, if you know, if you get DJs turn up and they, you know, turn up late, or they're outside having a fag while the music's playing, as we know, I've never seen that in my life until we went to that certain place. And to to me, that's not acceptable. That it, it would lose a star straight away. So, so that that's how it would work. Yeah, and obviously you got to have some sort of feedback system to know that your DJ is out there. If you cared are doing a good job. So therefore you could pick the right DJ for the right job and match them up. If on the other scenario, that's an, that's an assumption that you've got the DJs and they've had gigs and they've got some feedback. If you've got two brand new, if you couldn't fit anyone else in and you're just left with a choice of two brand new DJs, you don't know the difference between them. And there's nothing else on paper. Then I would go back to the fact that they probably had to give in a video mix. Or mix. Yeah. You'd go back to basics. I, I would not, I would not, I would never, and this is me personally, I would, and obviously, you know, agencies do this, I would not go on a audio mix because an audio mix can be fixed. A video mix is less likely because obviously you'll see the glitches and where they are on the joins in the video. Yeah, the audio could be smooth as anything, but you're more likely to see it in a genuine performance, yeah, warts and all, or as good as it can be, and a realistic representation of the DJ in and I would say even even 20 minutes. I would want to see something like 40, 45 minutes, maybe an hour mix or something like that, because anyone can mix for 20 minutes. It's four or five tracks, isn't it? Bang, bang, oh, bang. No, that ain't You're true. Done. We know that ain't true. Okay, okay. What I'm saying is that if you've had a length of time, okay, that DJ's had to keep concentration, has had to progress, whatever it may, may be in terms of what the requirements of the job is or whatever, it's just a mix. So if you say, okay, open genres, you'd expect to see two or three different genres at least within within that hour 
Then if they don't do that, it's just, well, that's, that's not the guy for us. That guy progresses a little bit more, so he's more suitable to a bar. That guy's just played tech house all the way. He's been more and more suitable okay. for, for a club. I'll, I'll fit that on its head a bit. Um, do you think agencies actually bother to do that much no, they work? Don't. They don't. They don't. They, they, they will not. Because we know is that when we listen to mixes ourselves, we just skip through them. We listen for the mix. Listen for the mix. Okay, skip forward to the next mix. Yeah, okay, skip forward to the next mix. Yeah, okay. but we're, we're not paying these people. No. If, but... if we if we were going to be paying these people and employed and sending these people out into the real world, I would listen to the whole mix because that's what would need to be done to affect okay. these people. <coughs> yeah, well, yeah, okay, you are correct, as in you'd be more vigilant if, obviously, there's money on the line. Um, but there come a point where, basically, if you're doing this and you've got hundreds of DJs out, if you, if you got absolutely that successful, then you wouldn't find the time to do that. The fact, to be fair, you probably wouldn't be taking any more DJs on. But the reality is, is that we vet the DJs that play on Dance Party quite significantly in terms of listening to their mixes. And it's not only one mix. I will go and listen. If they've got a profile, I will listen to their other Go and listen to some of the others. I will, I will not take, on purpose some respects, I will not take the mix that you sent me. If you've got a profile, I'll say, okay, listen to this, and it might be a more recent mix, it might be an older mix. Let's see are you consistent. That gives me an idea, not just about the one mix itself. So I will do that, and yeah, I will not listen to all of it. But if it's a job that somebody's going to get paid, you know, a corporate gig that might get paid a significant amount of money, and therefore the agency's reputation's on the line, then you want to know they're good. I know for well there's uh, a, a payment company or a payment handling company out there that supply DJs regularly, weekly to bars, right? As far as I'm aware, there's no joining requirements. What, no joining fee or nothing like that? No joining fee, no demos needed, no history. No demos? No. 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 The, the company I'm with at the moment Nothing. It's just, it's it's just, just, uh, just hang on. Uh, uh, sorry, that's that's thrown me a little bit because. Okay. Okay. No. I, I, no wait, oh, hang back. on. Hang on. No. Uh, hang on. Let me get this out. So, we know a DJ all, and we know him quite personally. Me and team more than Sam. That cannot mix, and I'm not talking about recently. You go back a few, a little bit, yeah. Who cannot mix? He will get. Eight out of ten in, and even them eight will not be quite right. So you're telling me he could sign up for this agency, yeah, and then go and play out in the real world. Yeah, to get on their books, on on the event pages books, you fill in a registration form, right? Once that's accepted, obviously you send your ID and all that, so to confirm it's actually you. Then you can apply for any gig you want as long as it's still open or whatever, then it's just a matter of whether you're successful. How they decide that, I, I don't know. Um, and then from there, you then wait for sure. the date well, and you turn it. up and, and play. So Simon is exactly right. That person who he's talking about, yes. The answer to your question is yes. And this is the but, problem with, with and, not all agencies, but some agencies are just, they will just take anyone on because it's, it's pan notes. This is why I've mentioned it because there's a, a follow-up question that I know my answer to. If you was a venue, right? If you was a venue owner, 
would you be calling for them event companies to put a mandatory requirement for a demo? Surely right. you would. My my view on that yeah, would be it would be a video a video demo like he said. Um and that demo would have to be streamed live to someone on the agency and recorded. So then it could be posted. So you'd have to do a live demo. There'd be a, a person solely in charge of vetting. Um, so yeah. So if you was a venue owner, you would yeah. you would like you would be calling for your agency 100%. that you use to book your DJs for your venue yeah. to be doing a video mix. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I would be. Yeah. The, the reason I say that, I wouldn't have said that probably a year ago, but the experience that we've had over the last six months has really opened my eyes because I, I stopped going clubbing years ago um, as, as a clubber and the quality back in the day was just far superior to what it is now. Um, well, and, and, hang, on, hang on, as you remember it, because you were never quite always on the sober side of life, were you? All right, well, look. It seems to whole, be a lot better because you've had stories basically when you've been sober and listening to the DJs around at the year, you go, my God, how bad were you? Yeah. Uh, but on a whole, on a whole, yeah, on a whole, they were much better than what they are now. Um, and back then, you didn't have DJ agencies. You got employed directly by the bar, by the club. Yeah, but the yeah. they, they don't want to. They don't want that hassle anymore, do they? They think, well, no, no, no. I know that. It, but what I'm it, saying is, the reason the reason they do that is because it's easy to get rid of the DJ. Because if you take a DJ on, you have to deal with that DJ and then say, sorry, mate, you are no good. And some people do not want that conflict. If they go to the DJ and you ring them up and say, you know what, that DJ was a lot of pants, don't send them back, get me a new one. And you could do that every week for 52 weeks of the year. Yeah, yeah, but uh, for me, 100%. For, for me, I, if I owned a venue, I would want that personal relationship with a DJ yeah. to say, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, they you, would come in. I would, I, I would make time out of my busy schedule if I owned a venue, yeah, and go and I'd have my own equipment. I wouldn't be getting people to bring equipment. That really annoys me about today's today's uh, nightclub world. It really does. Yeah. It really winds me up. I would say, you want a DJ here? There's the equipment, club standard equipment, no controllers. Show me what you can do, and no Ethernet cable around the back. They cannot sync. Yeah, show right. me what you can do. Basic, just basic mixing from one yeah, track to the okay. next. Show okay. me what you can okay. do. Okay. Right. So then, yeah, that's a little harsh, isn't it? Because it's, it's not about no. your skills. It's about putting the show on. It, it doesn't it's, matter it's, whether it's, it's done not on harsh. Control, whether it's controller or whether it's on separate three thousand denons or whatever. It's basically, can you do the job? Can you audibly entertain without making a yes. mess? But that's, if it you're matter what you if do you're a on. venue and you're supplying the equipment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then you say, okay, that's the equipment you're using. You're not bringing your equipment in. Crack on with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not a case of like, well, <laughs> here comes a big test, mate. You know, you think you're a DJ. Now try. It's not like that. It's good. That's the equipment. I mean, I, 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 think, I think the thing you've got to look at as well, so I've just thought of, while well, you two have been going back and forward, um, is... As we do. What you said, Envy, about, or what I asked about, would you would you be pushing for you know video demos or something like that before yeah. you accepted that DJ, right? So the answer was yes. My answer was yes, right? But then you're how many DJs are you probably 
closing that gig off to because they might not have the the equipment you know to, what? to record they're not that. Ready. They're not ready. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Not ready. Right, hang on. Stop it there, Sam, a minute. Right. I'm going to use a famous quote from a DJ who plays on our station. This is 2022. Everyone has recording equipment. If you're a DJ, you will have some way of recording yourself visually, being a phone, being OBS, being um, Facebook. There will be some way of recording yourself visually. There is no excuse in 2022 to say, I cannot do a video demo. If you don't own a phone, if a DJ comes to me and said, I can't do a video demo, alarm bells will start going because I'd be like, well, you don't want it enough then. Why? No, no, it's not even right. that. Why? Why will? Why will he not do a video demo? What oh, yeah, is he there's, hiding? There's that, that side of it as well. But one, obviously, if you want it enough, you'll do whatever it takes to get the job. If you want it enough, you believe you're good enough. To get and, the job. and let's be honest, you could download OBS. You can download Streamlabs. It's free. It's open software, and it records. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I, I, I think there would be those people that would would probably see that they had to send a demo in. And think I oh, actually it would I really want it would to put that. people off because they're not good enough. And, and that's, maybe that's the, maybe that's maybe, the hard maybe but yeah, so maybe that's a vetting okay, process okay, in itself. Okay. He, he's not necessarily sitting there as a venue owner and going through fifty mixes. Let's he's, let's take this to the street. Let's take this to, to the extreme. Okay, right. What do we love typically? The UK. <laughs> what do we typically love on a Saturday night? Okay, in the autumn. Yeah, and they're not doing it anymore. I think it's been it's, it's been discontinued in it. <laughs> what we what we typically like is the old X Factor, right? I was put off it many years ago, but when it first was there, it was a novelty. And what's we've the got best Britain's part? Got Talent now, haven't we? Okay. Seven o'clock tomorrow night. Yeah, okay, but that's different, and also the voice is different. I'll the tell wife you watches why. it. I'll tell you for why is because the old X Factor used to come on, and they used to have people were absolutely, completely, and utterly deluded. Yeah. They're the best bits. What's it got to the people who can actually sing and do the business? Like, well, I, I yeah, didn't watch yeah. it after that because there's oh, no point. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the whole point. It's like, are you serious? You want to put yourself up in front of the nation, millions of people, and act like the way you do and go, it's like, I, I could, I, I'll be like, shoot at their friends and family. And I'll go, on, go on, off you go, mate. Go on, right. you're brilliant. You're Please stop that there. We know there are people out there who are not good enough. And their friends and family go wicked set. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know, yeah. we know that. But when it comes, when it comes, when it comes down to the the big, you're going to expose yourself, literally in many different levels. That you're going to go out there and like, you know, it's, if you're going to go out and do a gig, you've got to be confident enough. You might not be able to do it because you're not experienced enough, but you've got to be confident enough that you are now in that position to take that next step whether it be to go out play from the bedroom, to go to go in a bar and a pub or whatever, create your own events, go and play festivals. There's not a lot many more steps between each of those. You're just a little bit more of the same, in essence. But you still got to be able to do the job. As a lot of people out there basically think they've got the skills and unfortunately don't. And there's other people out there that we know as DJs who are not confident enough and have got more than enough skills, but they're not yeah. confident and won't go out there. So, but I think I think half the problem with that though, and and DJs being confident or having skills, and this comes back to the venues not having standard equipment anymore, because oh. I can 
No, but it does though, because you can go and buy a controller. Yeah, learn okay. to mix very quickly. Yeah, but not be ready to go into into a club. You get the job because you're taking your own gear. You could be. It 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 doesn't matter. What it matters is: Are you able to do the job and do the job in a good, competent manner? It doesn't matter whether you've been dating five minutes or five years. Everyone's on their own journey. Doesn't matter whether you want to control. I'm not. I I I think um I I think the thing that's been that we've probably overlooked in that as well is not necessarily. You know, we, we've put it down to DJs not being confident enough, not having the skill, all that kind of stuff. But I think a lot of the problems that can arise from having agency DJs as well, and this would be the same whether that venue got an agency DJ or had a friend or whatever, is that the people in charge of booking that DJ, working with that DJ, are not music people. It's very easy for us to sit here and go, Oh yeah, well, it could be because of this, because of that. We are music people. We work in music. It's what we do on a daily basis. But for venue owners, they you know, there's obviously more sides to their job. You know, they're they're business people as well, mm-hmm. and not necessarily music people. And that's something that I think is probably overlooked in these situations. What you what you and have they, is you'll have a lot of people go. That's good enough. And good enough is not always yeah, good enough. Yeah. I expect if I wasn't critical of what I did. That I wouldn't improve, and, and vice versa. Now, there's times where you we jokingly we take the mic out, which there's other times we sit down and seriously gone through, and di- and dissected a, a set or a night out or certain parts of it, and on, on a serious note to make to make the whole situation better. And that's not necessary. That's not necessarily somebody's mix. That's about all us necessarily doing our jobs in putting the right order and stuff like that. We dissect that to make it better. So I, I, not everyone has that attitude. And they won't good enough. It's sometimes not good enough. I just want to um, expand on, or not expand. I just want to give you an example of something that you said there. Uh, I haven't actually spoken to you guys about this. <laughs> I returned home from work last night, and um, I, I was sitting down with my dad, and uh, he he was playing music for his new sound system that he's got in the living room, and uh, he put my mix on from uh, the ninth, the last one I did. Um, on dance party, and the first mix, the very first mix, was out. Now I didn't, I didn't recall when I'd done that set, thinking, "Ah, oh, that's out." I don't remember spending time on the platter, you know, getting that back in on that song. But when I sat down and listened to it last night, instantly, that's out. Mm-hmm. And it started off by just a smidgen, you know, one in one set. If you've done it in a club, no one else would notice apart from any other DJs in that room. We speak about yeah. that a hell of a lot. <laughs> but it got worse and worse to the point that my dad then turned around and went, oh, yeah. And, you know, that's uh, it's just kind of an example of what you said to, you know, people don't necessarily put that effort into to dissecting what it is they do that, you know, uh, they're doing wrong or they may be doing right. That, that isn't working. So I'll change it. I could just simply go, that isn't working. I don't care. I'm for an agency. I'll be getting paid regardless. You know what I mean? So you, you said that before, obviously, there's a grey area. Which, you know, obviously, so there's somebody who's finally tuned into one particular thing that will notice something before the average person will. Um, it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm an athletics coach. I, I coach kids. I'm not going to give kids absolute pinpoint information that's going to go completely above their heads 
Yeah, you're not going to get it. Also, again, I'll sit down and have a conversation with an adult in his 20s or anything like that. Again, I give him, I might not give him all the information, but I give him enough to work on something that therefore... I guarantee yeah. you guys, it's a long story short and go on for three hours. Yeah, but the thing is, it's <laughs> like, when, if, if you got, if you're a bar manager and your responsibility is basically, you know, you can take a DJ out and put another DJ in if you wanted to. Your criteria is not, oh yeah, you make that, make that little bit of a mix up there. It wasn't technically blah, blah, blah. We have the full dance floor all night and he sent people to the bar. We made it absolute load of money. Am I going to get rid of him? He's popular. The chances is no, they're not. Mm. It's where somebody can come, come in and do probably just as good a job and be more technical, but for some reason he's not clicking with the crowd or it could, just be, it could be a different crowd that night and all of a sudden it says, well, not having him back. He's not very good. Yeah. yeah no, that, they, have that, that, they have different criteria to which they think it's a successful night. And we've had that. Yeah? We've had the days go, I've played really, really well tonight. Everything that I thought it went, went great. And we're going... Well, you got a lot of feedback on, on on the chat and stuff like that, but technically, it was if you if you were dressing down somebody technically, if, I'll, I'll give you an example in, in, in a coaching point of view. If you win the race, yeah, your technique was absolutely awful, and you could have gone so much better and faster and look easier and look calm, yeah, and therefore get a better performance. But who says what's good and what's better? You know what I mean, it's like well, you won the yeah, race. But it doesn't it doesn't matter how good you are. Obviously, I used to box, and it doesn't matter how good you are in the fight and win the fight, you will always go back, because I used to watch my fights back, yeah? And I would always say, I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have done this, I should have pressed more, I should have I should have moved more, you know? You know, I didn't throw enough jabs, I didn't, I, you know, I weren't bobbing and weaving enough. If you don't go back and criticise yourself, yeah, you're never going to improve. But no, you, you know, we know a lot of DJs, they yeah, listen no. back to their own mixes and think they're ace. You know what? I was listening. I was listening to. Uh, DJ Alexa. No, I was listening to our Alexa, and I yeah, I was today. I, I didn't yesterday when I walked to the shop. When I, I think I walked to the shop yesterday or the day before, and I didn't. When I put it on, I didn't bother to look what was coming up or what was being shown. So I had no idea, and I know that you had done a set of um, tech house on the, basically the same tunes that I did, all the same tunes, but pretty much the different order about two or three weeks apart. Um, and I did not know whose mix it was, right? <laughs> I didn't. I was going, hmm, it could be me. <laughs> I thought it was you, right? It was me because I spoke, because that's how I knew it was me. Because I spoke <laughs> on the mic. And I thought... No, but do you know what? That's, that, that's, that's quite a compliment in, in one on, respect because on. he couldn't yeah. decide who was what. <laughs> but I was going to go... Oh, that mix could have been a little bit better, but I thought <laughs> it was myself. <laughs> That's brilliant. Let's be honest, right? You can listen to you can listen to Carl Cox Pete Tong Live. If you pay attention, you will hear a mistake. You will. Mm. Because there will always be. I see a video of Carl of Carl Cox the other week, and I'm not mugging the guy off. I think the guy's an absolute freaking legend. Absolute legend. But uh, and it, it was a video, and you could see him nudging it and nudging it. And I was listening, and I can, I can hear it. And he's seeing it's nudging it, and nudging it. But to anybody else, like we've said tonight, they don't hear that. They mm. don't. They hear the finished product. Where, like Sam said, and you said to you know, as a DJ, you hear everything, and it kind of takes the fun out of music if you're just out enjoying yourself a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, you know what? Just, you know what? Just, what, what 
what gets me is that if I if I go to sleep, and many times I do, I put the headphones on and listen to it, and all of a sudden I I I, I woke up <laughs> again. It's not me me DJing anymore. It's somebody else because I've fallen asleep that long. I could tell it's like okay, it's Envy speaking or it's Sam or whatever. But um, if I, I will kind of I'll, I'll try and analyze what I'm doing, obviously fall asleep. But other times when the music's just on in the background, and it could be my mix, it could be somebody else's mix. I don't hear the mixes between between tracks. All of a sudden you go, oh, I missed that mix. I'm in another track now. Because I'm washing dishes, yeah. looking after a kid or whatever. And you know what? If it wasn't badly out, it can't be that you bad. Don't notice it. Because I would have heard that. I would have heard it. If it's slightly yeah. out, I'm probably not going to hear it that much anyway. Yeah? If the music was obviously full full whack, obviously then that's different. But being in the background, taking my mind off and doing other things, you don't notice. You don't notice half of what it is. It's only because you're highly tuned and highly trained. I've got a visitor. That's 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 the only reason reason why to be self-critical. And I mean, again, yeah, yeah. don't 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 be too harsh on yourself at the same time, but you you do need to improve. And again, I suppose what it comes down to, if we're going to summarize before we finish, is that if we had an agency, we'd probably be a little bit more stricter, a little bit more tougher, a little bit more thorough in, in obviously putting obviously the right people in the right jobs. Would you say that's a but, fair yeah, that comment? You, you say that though, T. One thing we have done, and we've done this from the start, we're not from the start, I'll take that back, from when we decided we we're going to do live events, we've always said that that DJ is good enough for radio, but not good enough for live events. Yeah. We have, we've always done that, because we've always evaluated the fact that potentially any DJ that comes to the station could do a live event with us. Yeah. And we've always said that DJ ain't good enough for live yeah, events, but, but he's okay for the station. Yeah, because obviously that's probably where they are in their, their progression. And yeah. if, they, if they come into the, there's a presenter we've taken, I can't even mix, can't even mix. Yeah. And yet he wants to mix. So, okay, it's quite yeah, happy. But, he, he, but what he does do is he does very well. Yes, exactly. And it makes up for the fact he doesn't mix. His presentation skills, great. But the point for what we're talking about, we see the mixing the side of that. You know what? He says, you know what? I'm going to invest in some equipment and not cheap equipment either. I'm going to invest the time and effort. And if you can help me, it's what I want to do. So, okay, we could say, well, how can we not help that guy in terms of what his development? He'll go off and get a professional job somewhere else. We know that. But if we could help him on that journey and teach him and put him on the right path with the right sort of set of skills, yeah, not too much of envy and influence, not too much of my influence, but an influence is basically straight down the road and says, these, these, these are good skills, the, good things to the learn. The fundamentals, what you're yeah. trying to get at is not your mic skills, because no. he doesn't need mic no. skills. He's, he's got that already. But all he needs is the fundamentals, how to go from track A to track B and do it seamlessly. That's what he needs to learn. So, so he's not ready, obviously he's not ready for a live king, but six, 12 months time, we would hope that we'd have a part in the fact that now he is good and he's very good to do a live live gig. You know what I mean? So everyone's yeah. at different everyone's at different stages. But yeah, obviously somebody's been DJ, DJing 20, 30 years, he's still clanging and banging. There's not a lot of hope for you to be fair. <laughs> we know a few of them as well. We, we we all know we all know who they are, don't we? We're gonna finish this. Thank you for watching the Dance Party 247 podcast. Hang on, hang DJ. on. Did you, say cla- did you say clanging for watching the Dance Party 247 podcast? No, I didn't. Oh. Thank you for watching the Dance Party 247 podcast. We have a pleasure, Mr. Sam Saint, Mr. DJ Envy. I have been the DJT. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And remember, we can now see us on YouTube and Spotify. And we'll see you soon. Ta-da. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.